You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right, it's the heel that seals the deal of villain the stage chilling the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy Mr. Rated R. And this is the Lucha Outsider Show, but I'm not here with the old man Leo or Sammy Suplex. But I'm here with two special co-hosts, Aridi and Teddy, the... Rest friends. Hey, rest friends. I love hearing that. That's the new. That's gonna be my ringtone. Mario's singing yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> that could be actually like a notification when I message you guys. Oh, <gasps> that's true. Oh my god, you gave me a great idea, Mario. Right. That's gonna be. That's gonna be the new thing. That is gonna be the new thing. <laughs> so what's up, rest friends? How are you guys doing? Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing great, Mario. How are you? You gotta keep. You gotta favorite. You gotta favorite. <laughs> All right. Oh, great! I am doing so well. Fantastic. Amazing. How are you, Mario? I'm I'm chilling. I am chilling. I am just having a drink right now, and I'm with my rest friends. Yeah. Oh, as are we. We're also having our drinks, but they're not alcoholic. They are not alcoholic. We don't drink alcohol over here. <laughs> oh, I, I have no comments. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to have you guys on because obviously I did your podcast, the Rest Friends podcast. So tell the slapdicks that have no idea who the Rest Friends are. How did the Rest Friends start? Where did the idea come from? Uh, Just tell me the early days of Rest Friends. So me and Edie are cousins, and we grew up knowing that we watch wrestling. But um, we never really talked about it because we weren't like the closest we weren't, like, best friend cousins. No. <laughs> it wasn't until we got a little older and we started following each other on social media and we realized that we both watched wrestling again. And we kind of started, like, um, talking about that, bonding over that a little bit. And one day, I remember this happened on Snapchat. I called her rest friend. I don't know how <laughs> they came to me. I don't remember, but I just thought about, okay, that's my wrestle, that's my friend, and we both watch wrestling. That's my rest friend. So then a little bit after that, we started talking about starting our own podcast. And Edie's like, well, let's do a YouTube. And we did YouTube for like a year. And then we're like, okay, we're going to start a podcast. Yeah, we felt a little bit more comfortable after a year of YouTube to be like, all right, we can add a little bit more to our plate now. And I think in the podcast, we can like talk a little bit more about wrestling, like give our little, you know, chisme side to it. So uh, yeah, we've had our podcast for, for a little bit now. Yeah, we also wanted to have something for women. We wanted... Um, as women, it is a little bit hard out there being a wrestling fan, so we wanted to put it out there that we're two women who love wrestling, and, and everyone's welcome, men are too, but we just want to show 
other women that um that we, we also know our stuff. We also we know our stuff. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. That not just men know it, but also us women. Listen, I didn't say anything. I'm just I'm I'm so, I'm, yeah. I'm very not me. Don't attack me, all right? <laughs> I've been very supportive. <laughs> for the rest friends and i i su- i believe yes, in your brand like i tell you guys you guys are my kids you know you're my little siblings so i believe in uh your brand and i know already you have a background in radio but what has been the biggest differences from your youtube channel you know moving on to your podcast like what's been the trials and tribulations what are the pros and cons oh man in radio you have an engineer and when you're doing a podcast you just kind of have to figure everything out yourself and it's it's hard because like everything is you know on you at that point um to figure out how to edit and to kind of get in your groove of like what's going to be our intro what's our outro like our timing it needs to be all right um it's similar in the way that you have to prep for radio as like you know you have to do your research and you kind of have your bullet points of like what you're going to talk about um and like organizational wise it's it's very similar but you know, our podcast has been like rough. Uh, Teddy and I have had probably more problems with our podcast than our YouTube channel. Yeah. And oh my God, it's it's crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I no, love what we either. do. Oh, I love it so much. It's growing pains. Even with the Lucha Outsider show, you know, going back to when we first started, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And even my delivery when I used to talk, going back to like the early days, it sounded like I was reading a script. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now I do it, like, with no problem. Like, I could just, you know, by the way, you know, breaking the fourth wall here. This is our third time recording this. So, like, I'm, I'm, I could just pick up on something and just do a quick intro. And I think the past, like, the two other intros were differently, but I could just pick it up with no problem. The early days of our podcast, I didn't, it was, it was very bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you learn, you become more confident as you do it because yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I know what to do in case this happens. Um, but conversational-wise, too, I, like, I've seen... I've heard myself improve and I've heard Teddy improve too. Um, Just how we speak with like more confidence and like, we're not, we're not as scared as we used to be. It even helps with social media. Like I used to go on Snapchat and right in the beginning and like try to put our stuff out there. Like, Oh, go watch our YouTube videos and whatever. And I still felt awkward, you know, and even walking down the street with my phone, recording myself on Snapchat or something, I was like, Oh, this is weird. And now it's like, I walk with this confidence recording myself and i want to tell people like you better go watch our videos you know i'm not scared anymore (laughs) like listen i'm a rush friend like yo i'm better than you all right that's it (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so the rest friends the name rest friends that has no relation with chuck taylor and trent right best friends like that that was just a coincidence right it's just a coincidence it's a very happy accident yeah 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 it actually is you talked about you wanted your podcast, your YouTube channel, your brand to be like embracing women, you know, uplifting women, which is a great, you know, uh, foundation to build your brand. Talked about it in detail on your podcast, the Rush Friends Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast. Yes. <laughs> now, with this whole speaking out movement, you know, without going into detail, as a wrestling fan and as a female, what's been the biggest, like, I guess, hill to overcome like how do you guys feel individually as women um for me i would say trying to get support from other women it is a little bit tough it's not like we're out there like oh women follow us and you know because we're women we're females like oh follow us and you know we're gonna be the bestest friends so going out there putting ourselves out there it has been hard to get more women to follow us because i'm not gonna lie 
we can be catty, <laughs> you know. <Wow>. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like that's one of the issues of being women, especially in this industry. As much as you want to support each other, there are other women out there that are not for supporting you just because you are a woman. Yeah, right. I think that's uh, something that, like, with guys, as soon as you're, like, like a wrestling fan, you're just like, oh, my God, you know, they they criticize you for being, like, a female fan, and then they'll be like, oh, are you a really a wrestling fan? Yeah. Like, what was the theme song of SummerSlam 1990-something? You're just like, what? Yeah. Why am I supposed to know well, this? Like, well, dude, to be honest, answer, the, 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 the type of dudes that, you know, try to, like, uh, female wrestling fans, those are the same people that have never even been with a female. So let's be honest here. That's true. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And we don't take it like too rough. We're just like, that's not anything to prove like that I am a wrestling fan or right. you know, something. But when we started Rest Friends, we're like, we really need a space for women to feel comfortable and for women to join the conversation about wrestling yeah. because there's not really a lot of spaces where women's opinion are valued, especially in wrestling that's such like so male-dominated. Um, but we hope that, like, at Rest Friends, you can come and you can talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. We're all the same. We're all here to love wrestling. We're all here to enjoy it. And uh, we're just going to keep doing us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. You guys also, when you guys first started, and you shared this story with me, but I want you to share it on the podcast. You guys had, like, a some type of, like, stalker that kept, like, harassing you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think we have another one, to be honest with you. The, the guy that's been hitting us on Facebook. Oh, and my God. Yes, yes. There's this guy that's been hitting us up on Facebook lately a lot, to, to the point where our automated message has to message him and be like, hey, we're not here. Because <laughs> he keeps messaging us, and now he follows us on Instagram, and he messaged us on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, we have this dude. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, go ahead and tell the story, my friend. Okay, so there was this one guy on Facebook and at first we started to do like reaction videos where we would watch certain matches and we would you know react to them on YouTube and kind of like tell you what we thought about them well this one guy you know reached out to us on Facebook and he said hey you know I really want you guys to react to like this one like Royal Rumble or SummerSlam or something like 1930 or something yeah (laughs) we were like um (laughs) we don't know if we have time for that and he just kept saying it. He's like, react to this. When are you guys going to do it? And I politely said, hey, you know, we don't have the schedule right now to be reacting to that. And then what did he say? I don't know. He kept talking to a lot of shit. Was like, all right. So this guy messaged us and he's like, all right, you need to react to this. And we're like, I, I don't know, bro. You know, we, it's not in our schedule. We're not going to react to this old ass match. Yeah, but we wanted to be polite about it. There was a lot of back and forth of him telling us, "Please review this. Please review." Do you this. remember what like, match it was? No, no, I. Because if it was a garbage I match, I would be like, "Yo, man, fuck this dude, man." Yeah. <laughs> it was really from like 1910 or something. It was old. It was this old, old match. Anyway, I was like, Teddy, are we gonna react? I was like, we're not gonna react to this. Like nobody's gonna watch it. It's only gonna be like for him. And uh, we're like, hey. We're really not going to be able to react to this. We're really sorry. It's not in our schedule. And he started calling us bitches. And Damn. Threatening us. Yep. And I'm like, I will not accept that kind of language and rest friends. We don't tolerate it here. Right. And then he told us that he was going to stab us. Like, yep. to death. He was literally like, stab, stab, stab. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I was like, bro, relax. And then I was like, you're going to get blocked because we do not, you know, tolerate those kinds of messages. I was polite till the very end. Yeah. Right? Even after he told me he was going to stab me, I'm like, bro, 
You're gonna get blocked. Well, l- listen, Iridian, I gotta give you congratulations because you should have blocked them. The second, <laughs> the second he's talking about like stabbing, no, the second he was calling you guys names, I would have been like, you're blocked. That's it. You're done. No, listen, but Teddy and I were like talking about, we were laughing. We thought it really so were. I thought it was hilarious because he did. You could tell he's not all there. Yeah. So I honestly thought it was funny <laughs> until <laughs> I showed. I actually I showed Sergio, and he's like, "I don't think this is funny." And I'm like, "What do you mean? This is hilarious." We he's were like, like well, "No, this, this, yeah, we we knew that it was like serious to some end, but we were like, this guy is like harmless." It took us a while to like. Yeah. Understand. See, I, I'm I'm completely the opposite, right? And people that listen to this podcast are gonna be like, "You're such a dick." Well, I I admit that I'm a jerk, right? I don't like anybody. Like, if you're sending me, if you're sending the Lucha Outsider Show page, whether it's facebook or instagram like a fucking stupid message you're getting ignored that's it you're just getting ignored like i'm not even gonna acknowledge you and there's been a bunch of times too even for like uh i think i sent you the screenshot um when we do like the let's take a moment somebody posted a picture of themselves a selfie i was like block like i mentioned them like block you're done like like, you're done Girl posted a picture. She might see me. Let me send this selfie. <laughs> I was like, "You're blocked. That's it. You're done." <laughs> oh hell no! That's <laughs> some fans are just a little too much. Like, what, honestly, what did what did they think that they were better looking than Lana or what? <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Well, you know, I hate to put this stigma on, on wrestling fans, but you know, some wrestling fans could be very strange. They could be, uh, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know. So you guys are from Chicago. You guys live in Chicago. The Chicago indie scene before, like, COVID and the coronavirus, it's it's booming. Like, you guys get a lot of great shows. Besides All In and All Out, what are the shows that stand out for you guys that you guys can remember? Oh, man. We love MLW. We love MLW. MLW when they come here in the Seattle Stadium. It's just such a different vibe because it's majority, like, Mexicans, Hispanics, Puerto Ricans. And, man, that whole crowd as a Hispanic. It's just different. <laughs> oh, so different. They love to talk their shit. And all we do is laugh. It's yes. Just, it's good. It's a good atmosphere. We also have AAW, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's always um, packed. Yeah. I mean, freelance, freelance wrestling. Oh, even more packed. So we do have a very good wrestling scene here, thankfully. Yeah. How, how has it been for you guys, like, I guess, emotionally as a wrestling fan, not being able to go to these shows because of COVID? <laughs> It sucks, man, and it honestly took me a while to miss it. A lot. It it didn't have. It happened not so long ago, where I'm like, I'm done. I need to go to a wrestling show. Yeah. And especially since AEW announced all out, and I'm like, it hit me like I'm. We're most likely not gonna be there. Yeah. Oh, uh, it made me. It made me a little emotional. I do miss wrestling a lot. I miss being in the crowd. I miss watching our favorites just go all out in person. I miss almost getting hit with trash cans at shows. <laughs> like almost getting hit. Like, yep. there's, there's just a feeling about it. But when this whole thing started, I'm like, you know what? It's best to just not have any wrestling. Like, we don't right. need For it. Sure. I, you know, we didn't need all these things. So I'm just like, if we would have just followed the rules, but this is a whole group project and this is not going to go away because people don't follow directions. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, for the first two months, this could have been done. Yeah. It could have been our wrestling shows again. Well, but, well um, look at Japan. I, I Japan's already it. running shows with fans. Yeah, but look at Japan. They don't have the deaths that we do, you know? Because so, they listen. They pay attention. They, they wear exactly, their masks. They're good at group projects. Yes. They, don't, they don't have any deaths, but they still wear their mask. And look at us. How many deaths have we had, but people don't want to wear their mask anyway? That's crazy. All I got to say is fucking Florida. Fucking Florida. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I do miss it. But the last wrestling show that we went to, it was all three of us. And that's, whole, that's you know, what's been 
It's crazy that we just missed like the whole COVID pandemic like by so we we're so close, so close. But AW Revolution was awesome and that's where we got to see each other for the first time like in person. Yeah. That's where we met. Oh my yeah. God, the greatest day of my life. It was such an amazing day. <laughs> it was really, really good. So out here in Jersey and New York, they're already starting to have wrestling shows like outside or whatever. And do you see that happening in Chicago? I believe there's a company called Warriors of Wrestling out of Chicago. I think they're going to run an open like field or open area show soon. I could be wrong. But how do you guys feel about having shows in Chicago, like in an open field or like an open venue? I honestly don't think it'll be in the city. It'll probably be in a suburb outside of the city because our governor wouldn't allow it. And our mayor, they're like and our mayor, strict. they're very strict. Um, I, I guess I don't mind as long as they, the company, takes the precautions possible. Because as long as they follow directions and they take all precautions possible, then the fans will have to as well. Right. But if they don't, there's going to be those, like you say, slap dicks that are not going to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it'll be more likely, like, in a suburb. No, for sure. Where everything's more spread out because here it's just too populated. And I think people are not going to follow the, follow no, the rules. No, they're, they're not. not. Or social distancing. They're not going to do anything. How is right now the whole social distancing and, like, people wearing masks right now in Chicago as we speak? Oh, everyone here, like... If you ha if you're gonna go in somewhere to shop, uh, there's a minimum. There's like a certain amount of people that can go in. Mm -hmm. You have to wear your mask, or they're not gonna let you in. Sometimes they have masks. Even like they'll sell you one if mm -hmm. you're trying to go in the store. You know they'll have one for you if you want to buy it. But I think we're being really strict with it, which I love. I honestly don't think we're being as strict because restaurants started to open up. People are starting to eat inside restaurants, but at like and they don't require like capacity. Or but they don't require for them to wear a mask. So I feel like no matter, I, I'm not going to no restaurants. Why? Right, because me either. Even me if either. I'm wearing a mask, yeah. that waiter or that waitress could carry COVID. I could carry COVID and give it to the waiter or the waitress, or they can give it to me. Yeah. You know, by simply us touching everything that they touch back there as well. Yeah. So I don't think we're being as strict. It's only with the mask in stores. Yeah. But well, I, I went to a restaurant a little while back. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> they, they took your temperature when you walked in. They didn't have menus to hand you. They had like a QR code on the table, which mm -hmm. you would scan and that's how you would order. Your phone? Yeah, through okay. your phone. And uh, everyone had a mask on. If you got up to go to the bathroom, you had to put your mask back on. But it was outside. But it was a bougie restaurant, wasn't it? We were it? outside. Yeah, it was like that, super that fancy. to show that, yeah, these bougie restaurants for rich people are going to take all precautions. But yeah. if we go to like or like that taco place that we went to after AEW Revolution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how packed it was when we left? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that keeps happening every weekend. That, there's so much COVID in that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but weren't those they tacos definitely had COVID on the menu. Were those tacos? Those tacos were amazing. Okay, those yeah. tacos were amazing. So... We're living in this COVID era, right? We talked about how there's obviously no wrestling shows. All Out's not going to be in Chicago, unfortunately. Which I wanted to go. Which I was trying to go. Oh, I know. So how how has it been for you guys? Like, I guess, just watching wrestling now. It's sad. Yeah. When I first started watching it and there was nobody in the crowd, I was just like, what is this? I've had my moments where I don't even want to watch because I'm not in the mood. You know, watching WrestleMania was, like, difficult. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, there's... 
nobody there. Like, I was the only one. I was being extra loud to like make up for the fact that there was no crowd. But it's it's like I don't know. It's a little uncomfortable. It, it really is. I've had my moments where I'm like, I've I think there's been two AEW Dynamites um, that I didn't watch because I was just not in the mood to watch wrestling. I was in such a funk. Mm-hmm. That I didn't watch it. I don't know. It's been weird at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like it. Yeah, but even now that it's like starting to like fill up with people, like they're starting to put more people ringside. Now I'm just like my anxiety is like on another level because I'm just like, whoa, do they have corona? Did they get tested? Why is everybody so close to each other? Mm-hmm. Where's the face mask? Wow, that guy's really old. Why is he in the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> well, just based just based on WWE kind of fell into the whole like having talent as fans side of things kind of late where AEW already established it. So yeah. like WWE's been getting number congratulations with the like the COVID numbers going up and stuff. And I feel like AEW, well, I do have my other criticism with certain things. But I think they have, when it comes to like the COVID situation, I think they have it handled better. Yeah, for sure. Because they're actually testing. They're testing their people. It's not only the temperature. Was WWE at least taking their temperature? Do you know? Well, listen, based on the reports, it sounds like WWE's <laughs> performance center, it sounds like a fucking sweatshop in there. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, the way they're treating their employees, like, people are just like... They're, they're, they're like separate areas. I, I don't know what's going on with right. WWE. And this is not me bashing them because, you know, people that listen to this oh, yeah. podcast are going to be like, oh, you guys are just bashing WWE. <laughs> but no, it's it's on. Personally, I don't want anybody to be running shows. Like, yes, like right. WWE, you got a network that you could just put. You could just throw a whole bunch of content out there. You could do interviews. You could do like, I don't know, like Bobby Lashley doing workouts at home. Like you could put you could be creative, right? And AEW, while they don't have the same amount of content, but if I was AEW, yo, Tony Khan has money. Yo, have a deal with Ring of Honor. Try to come up with some type of deal where you could get some Ring of Honor footage of the Young Bucks, of SEU, and put yes. it on the mm-hmm. uh, on their like a, a Young Bucks Dynamite special or something like that. There's there's things that you could do instead of having That's these true. talents out there, you know, kind of you know making a gamble. Look, if basketball fans, football fans, soccer fans, every other sport fans could live without all these sports on tv for all these weeks we as wrestling fans could as well right it's just that i don't know what it is i i don't know um i don't know if it's i mean obviously they're money hungry right but well when wrestling became like essential when it was declared essential i'm like what out of all things like the nba like the mlb wrestling was what was essential like that caught me off guard yeah too, especially because they have so much contact with each other. So the, like, ima- like imagine being considered an essential, and then two days later you get fired. Oh, you lose man. your job. That too. That, that too. So sad. <sighs> it's just it's it's 2020 has been like it, there's a definitely a new meaning to 2020 vision because even in wrestling, like with the whole speaking out thing, is like you know we know the Epstein thing that's going on and stuff like you know like stories like out the out like that that coming to light but i think we never realized that wrestling which was supposed to be like our safe zone our safe place our escape even with that we got some like negative stories that came out in the past like month or so yeah and it was unexpected because yeah like you just said it was our safe space and we didn't think that anything like what happened would happen um and it it was just kind of hard to process all of that because we were already upset in like the covid you know, thing, and now to be upset, like, to the max, 
with you know what happened with speaking out yeah and especially that a lot of them were faiths i feel like that hits different when mm-hmm. it's people right. that right. you've also looked up to when it's people that you've taken a picture with that you've had conversations yes. with it just hits different it's being it's rough being a wrestling fan right now in 2020 there's just it so is. much things going on and i know people that been diehard wrestling fans and they're just like you know what i need a break from wrestling i don't know if i ever want to yep. watch it again yep. they they're just they're questioning their fandom yeah, I think I sometimes you're just like, man, I really do need to like step back a little bit. And it was hard being on social media for for a little bit, but you, I feel like you needed to follow along with what was happening because you needed you to needed read to these know. stories. Yeah, you needed yeah. to know what was happening. Yeah, yeah, especially so that you know who not to support anymore. Right, because that you know that's the type of people that the three of our that the three of um us are. If like when the whole Marty thing came out, it was hard for us, but we're like, you know what? Oh well. We're not supporting the dude anymore, and it's hard, especially seeing a lot of fans that are not like us, that they were like, oh, fuck this, I don't believe that woman, and da, 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 I'm still yeah. going to support this guy. That's what sucks as well. That's like a toxicity, not only in wrestling fan base, but just in people in general. They're, they're so quick to uh, to not believe the per- the victim. Right, they'll be like, no, no, not so and so. Like at the end of the day, we don't know these people. Just because you had a great yeah. experience with someone, we don't know them, and we have exactly. to separate what we see on TV from the actual person because we don't know these people. We don't know what they're involved or what some of the stuff they're into. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Wasn't it just this week that um, Matt Riddle came out with his video saying about how it did happen, he did cheat, and his fans were like. Oh, well, we believe you, Matt. You know, you don't have to show us any proof. We believe you. But then the girl that he cheated with, they were telling her, well, we don't fucking believe you because you got to show us proof. Once she had proof, they're like, oh, you photoshopped it. We don't believe you. Like, dude, make it make sense. When it comes to, like, the Matt Riddle situation, there's, like, so many holes in his story. Because when he first came out, it was just one thing. Oh, no, she's a stalker. WWE knows about it. Mm -hmm. And then it's starting to come out that they had an affair, which people already started speculating anyway. He's like, you know, I did lie about not, you know, not being involved with her. I was involved with her, but everything else she's saying, those are all lies. So it's like, you're already, you're already showing us that you're a liar. So like, now we're, now you expect us to believe you. Right, exactly. It's just uh, 2020. It's just something else. It's, <laughs> it's a, 2020, just, man. I feel like it keeps getting worse. I oh, don't know. It, <laughs> it really worse. is getting worse. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. I don't know. When this started like a month or two ago, it was, okay, we're going to be quarantined for like two or three weeks. And then I'm like, all right. And then people started getting fired. And then people weren't getting stimulus checks. Yeah. And then uh, things started going on with wrestling. And it's just like, oh, my God. We can't God. find Clorox wipes. I like, can't find Lysol wipes to save my life. Yeah. There's no more hand sanitizer There's anywhere. No hand sanitizer I either. think people are going to start buying toilet paper to the max again. Like, oh, don't say it's, that. It's gonna people just need to listen. If you have nowhere to go, just stay your ass home. And if you do go somewhere, wear a mask. That's it. And for everybody, yep. and we said, and I said it to, I said it to a couple of people. I might have said it to you guys too. The second we're starting to get hot outside, people are going to lose their shit and not listen anymore. They yep. didn't want to be quarantined yep. anymore. And for the people that thought that this shit was going to be over midsummer, you get the biggest congratulations you played yourself. Because it's not. <laughs> it's not over. It's getting yeah. worse. It's no, getting it's worse. It's getting worse. And Teddy, you said it before. You were like, man, I was willing to risk my summer to like sacrifice my summer if in August and September we got wrestling again. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't look like it's happening. Hell no, it's not going to happen. We could have lived, everyone, you know, the whole country 
we could have lived without going out for one summer. One summer, right. two, three months. Right. So that by Christmas, we could all hang out with our families again. You know what I mean? Well, that's not going to freaking happen. Will people hang out with their families? Yes. Well, half of them probably get COVID 100%. <laughs> you know? So crazy. That's what freaking sucks. Oh, man. Fucking 2020. So let's move on to some, like, I guess, like, good vibes here. What made you guys wrestling fans? Like, what's your first earliest memory of wrestling? You know what's so crazy that I was thinking about last night? I was like, wait a minute. I always talk about how one of the first things that I remember is watching Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. Yeah. They're, like, my earliest memory. Jeff Hardy stood out to me a lot, of course, right? All those colors, and he was so beautiful. He's still very beautiful. But now that I remember, in kindergarten... My mom bought me a China folder because we what? went to Kmart. This, was, this is when Kmart was the thing. And we went to Kmart right here. Right here, our Kmart. Yeah, our Kmart. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my God, Mom, I love her. China, my, my mom knew who she was, too. She stood up to my mom. So she was like, okay, go ahead. I got it So that was my kindergarten folder, China, because I would watch wrestling a little bit. But then later on, 1989, 2000, that's when I started watching a little bit more behind my parents back because my mom wasn't into that she was like you're not watching power rangers and you're not watching wrestling <gasps> so power rangers her back. <laughs> no power rangers <laughs> it's because when i would hang out with my cousins we would play and fight and like a normal yeah, kid so she, should <laughs> like normal kids right but my mom's like i was always the one that got in trouble you know and my mom's like you need to stop playing power rangers with your cousin so you gotta stop watching power rangers i was watching it behind her back anyway and yeah that's how i got into wrestling oh man i started watching wrestling yeah i was really little but my uncles and my dad would always watch wrestling and they would always be watching the rock and like mimicking the rock and i'm just like okay like what is this them and they loved Kurt Angle too and I'm like all right whatever but uh they'd be watching wrestling and I'd sit down and like watch it with them and I'm like whoa this is cool like these people are like hitting each other and I'm just like that's so badass that like people are doing this on tv um but what really got me into it was like the women I remember Trish Trish and Victoria and I've always been uh like a fan of like women that are like badass like one of my favorite movies is charlie's angels mm-hmm. because they just kick ass yeah. and i think that that's where i really connected with the women trish and lita became my favorites and i'm just like wow these these women are phenomenal and then uh, i really fell in love with john cena so <laughs> i was like man john cena this is where it's at like he's so great he was just one of my favorite people and i'm i i I could not stop watching wrestling after that. I was like, this is it. Shawn Michaels is here. Triple H, DX. Like, let's do it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to be a little TMI and um, also a little rated R, so children. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up wanting to dress like Lita. I'm like, I want my song out like <laughs> <laughs> And if you watch Degrassi, there was also a character on Degrassi named Manny. Yes. Manny, she you know, like, damn, I want to be just like Lita and Manny from Degrassi. Like, have my song out. It's crazy that you said that you had to hide wrestling from your parents because my mom, she's like, no, no, it's a school night. You cannot stay up watching Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, mom, it's it's the main event. <laughs> and then I remember one time, um, John's a big show threw John Cena into one of like the big stage lights and I cried. I'm like, John and then I was like, wait, 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 mom, did this just happen in John Cena? I have to watch the news because I have to know if he's okay. And nobody was reporting about it. I was like, y'all don't care about John Cena? I was like eight or nine years old watching this. I was like, John Cena. I was so bad. 
So there's so many different layers to this. There's so many different layers to this. So first of all, Teddy, when you said that you had a China folder when you was in kindergarten, yeah. you know how old yeah. you made me feel just now? Because <laughs> it's like, because it's like China was a thing when I was like a fifth, when I was like in fourth, fifth grade going into middle school. And you were in kindergarten. And you was in kindergarten. And Aridian, I got a question to ask you because you say you're you're a big John Cena fan, right? And John Cena, he's uh, a he's a great guy. So, how did you feel like as a diehard John Cena fan, like seeing the fans like boom, like Cena sucks? Like, how did you feel? Will, oh my god, it feels so rough. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when Teddy and I go to wrestling shows, I'd be like, "Let's go, Cena!" And Teddy right next to me, Cena sucks. And I would have been with Teddy too, like saying, "Cena sucks." <laughs> And I'm just like, I get it. It's like, people love to hate him, like, whatever. But, like, <laughs> but I, I honestly, I'm just like, John Cena did a lot for the game. I, it was more like, like, I respect him for everything that he, he, like, represented WWE for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. that's huge. Like, he was in movies. He was, you know, doing all of this PR stuff. He wasn't just good in the ring. He was good on the mic. He was, like, doing things with Make-A-Wish. And I'm just like, he's, like, the complete package. Like, when you think of wrestling, you know, John Cena's name has to be up there. Yeah, my mom doesn't even speak English, and her favorite, you ask her, oh, who's your favorite wrestler? She'll be like, John Cena, he's so gorgeous. In Spanish, <laughs> of course. But yeah, everyone knows who John Cena is. I think, I think when it comes to John Cena, was, obviously he's great on the mic, and he had, like, that incredible run, run as a Dr. Thugonomics, which that's pretty much mm-hmm. what skyrocketed him to the rest of his career. I think the criticism with John Cena, this is just me. Do I respect John Cena? Absolutely. Do Did I grow to love him like as a wrestler? Because as a human being, he's just awesome, right? But yeah. I think I think the people, because I was one of those people that used to boo John Cena. I used to be like, Cena sucks. You know, I used to harass little kids at shows. I'd be like, I used to be like, boo, Cena sucks. Harass me at the show. So I think the, the, the thing with John Cena was that a lot of those title wins that he had, they should have. They were probably meant for someone else, but for whatever reason, they should. They just let John Cena have it. Like going back yeah. to like when CM Punk was WWE champion, right? CM Punk was champion, having this feud with Daniel Bryan. Yet Cena was closing the show with John Laurinaitis. That was a feud that right. nobody gave a shit about. So I think those right. are like little things like that is the reason why like Cena got kind of got like a bad name. Yeah, maybe Cena did have some pull, but at the same time, it's like it's what the old man wants. And Vince McMahon, yeah. I never really saw much in CM Punk, which he was wrong. He just saw John Cena, which that was his golden boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I did not have a problem with. Of course, I, was, of I course was here. I'm like, oh my god, I get to see John Cena. He's one of my favorite <laughs> story. Um, I had shingles one time, and there was I was recovering, and I had like, oh my god, it was like terrible. Um, but I was recovering, and there was a show, and John Cena was gonna be there, and he was gonna have a match against Brock Lesnar, and I was, I was like, mom, I have to go. I don't care. <laughs> John Cena is gonna be there, and my mom's like, you literally have shingles. The doctor told you. And I'm like, nope. And I was there. I was at the show. Oh my god, I was in so much pain. But John Cena came out, and I was like, all those little like nine year olds that were like, oh my god, John Cena. I was there. Like (laughs) wrestling is my happy place, and like I just needed to be there. So I don't know why you said those little nine year olds. That was you too. That was me too. I had my my cup with all the wrestlers on it. I go all out at wrestling shows, like Teddy, like. 
Let's, listen, a young Iridian would have hated me because I would have been like, "Boo, Cena sucks, boo." That would have. I would have cried. I would have. Let me let me tell you a story. So for WrestleMania 29, the main event was Rock and Cena too. That was for the championship, right? It was right here in MetLife. So prior to that, we got CM Punk and Undertaker, which probably was the match of the night in that whole show. The crowd for that match was very divided. It wasn't just all Undertaker. It was very Undertaker, CM Punk, right? So there was these kids, little kids in front of me, and they were like, uh, Undertaker, and, you know, me with a whole bunch of other men were like, CM Punk, right? So the kids just kept looking at me, turning around, saying like, ah, oh, CM Punk sucks, whatever. I'm like, oh, CM Punk sucks. I was like, all right. I was like, no problem. I was like, no problem. Let me tell you something. When Cena came out, the roar of boos, and they were like, and they were like, Cena. I was like, boom, <laughs> and the kids were just looking at me like this. They were just looking at me like this, and I was like, yeah, Cena Punk sucks, right? <laughs> Obviously, I have I have matured a little bit, and when it comes to wrestling shows, maybe I won't be as uh, animated. Even though I did curse somebody out at, at AEW Revolution, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did curse somebody out at AEW Revolution because he was being a, a slapdick. But okay, so I, I just mentioned WrestleMania 29 when it came to Rock and Cena. How did you feel about that feud since you were such a big Cena fan? Because The Rock was eating up Cena. <laughs> Listen, I'm like, I love The Rock too. So at that point, I was like, yes, I do love John Cena, but like, whoever wins, like, I'm watching a great ass show. Like, The Rock is so charismatic. Like, that's something that you can't take away from him. Right. And I'm just like, man, but this, this is good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, which was a great match. Right. Um, but like, so John Cena, like, if he would have lost, I would have been okay with it. Cause I'm like, dang, that was crazy. I can't believe I just got to watch that. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. A young Iridian <laughs> cheering for John Cena. Can you imagine me crying? <laughs> John Cena fan, how, how do you feel and, and Teddy, same question, how do you feel about potentially like him, his match with Bray Wyatt being his last match and do you think see him wrestling again? Obviously he's not going to be at a full time schedule but how do you feel him just turning his chapter from wrestling moving on to straight movies? I'll start, I don't care. <laughs> wow, I thought you meant you didn't care about me, but no, like no, you don't care about John Cena. I, I care about your feelings and I'm sorry that it might Possibly one of your favorites last times wrestling. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I don't care about him like that. Okay, wrestling. I'll take the question then. Damn. <laughs> um, you know what? If that was John Cena's last match, I can appreciate it for what it was. I thought it was a really good match. It was I amazing. The way that they did it. It was creative. Um, it was really cool and like what they did. I enjoyed it. I know my dad like hated it, and a lot of other people hated it too. But I'm like, what do you mean? I thought this match was great um it could have been a little longer once they got in the ring but i'm okay with that if that's john cena's last match i think we got a lot out of it but i would like to see him one more time i really wanted him and the undertaker to have that one last match but the way things are looking with undertaker is just like not <laughs> not happening I, I think when it came to the firefly funhouse match at wrestlemania if you look at as in thinking like this is not a wrestling match, this is more like a spectacle. I thought it was like yeah. uh, an amazing work of art. 
Now, if you're going to be like a, a wrestling purist and be like, oh my God, that wasn't a wrestling match. I'm like, what would you expect? It's fucking COVID. There's no fans. Like, you get what you get. And for what they did, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I thought they, they sold it really well. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of other people didn't, but whatever. <laughs> Wait, looking at me like that. I'm sorry. I just happened to be looking at you. Oh, but I was saying it in like general. So I, I gotta give I gotta give credit to Chicago because I feel like without Chicago, in many ways, I don't think we would have AEW. That's true. I You're think right. Chicago plays a big part of it. So how do you feel both from Chicago? How do you feel about kind of AEW's growth from how it just started as a standalone pay per view all in? Which was really a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but you get the hint. Right. Um, yeah. And growing to what it is now, and where do you see it going in the future? It feeds my ego every time we go to a show, an AEW show, here in Chicago, obviously. And Tony Khan comes out, and he's like, I love this place. This is my hometown. He's like, we're forever going to come here. And I don't know. Like he, he says, they all say such great things about Chicago. Like, Things that always stick to me is like when Stone Cold said that All Theater Arena is his favorite place to was his favorite place to wrestle in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys in AEW are like Chicago is their favorite place to wrestle in. That I don't know. It's such a great feeling because I'm part of that crowd. You know what I mean? Even though we could be such assholes, but I feel like the AEW crowd is not as bad as the WWE crowd. And again, I'm not bashing WWE, but the WWE <clears throat> crowd can be. Dumb. I hated it when they started CM Punk chants. Like, that should oh piss God. me off. And Sergio, too. Sergio's, like, the one of the biggest CM Punk fans, but he hated that shit. He's like, can you just shut the fuck up? Um, but in AEW, we've never had, that I remember, we haven't had a chant where it's like, shut the fuck up. Where it didn't all, make sense. I mean? A chant that didn't be, like, randomly saying what for no reason. Exactly, that too. <laughs> I hate I that chant. we've ever had a what chant. I hate that chant so much. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. And, um... I don't know. I love it. I, I, I'm so proud that Tony Khan is from around here. He's not from the city, but whatever. We'll give him that. We claim Tony him. Khan. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll claim him. <laughs> but yeah. Where do you think they're going to go? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, first of all, people hate us so much already. I remember when they announced Revolution and during Revolution and after Revolution, a lot of fans were like, oh, another show in another Chicago. Chicago yeah. They already have All Out. They already have Dynamite. So now they're going to get Revolution. I'm like, listen, we're one of the best crowds. Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't want to be here? <laughs> um, I really don't know where they're going to go, but I, I'm excited that and hope that All Out is going to be here every single year. Because you guys know how much All Out means to me. Yeah. I think AEW is going to be huge. Like, oh, for bigger sure. than it is right now. They are so great at marketing. And I tell Teddy this all the time. <clears throat> that, like, when they started, I wasn't too sure about it. But, like, I love AEW so much now. And I love all the talent that's there. And I, like... So you kind of so you kind of gave yourself a congratulations. Give yourself yeah, a congratulations. Yeah, uh, give myself a congratulations <laughs> because Mario too. Like when there was like a, a YouTube video that we have of where we talked about um, like why we love wrestling and why we became wrestling fans. And I talk about it all the time. Like I'm open about it. Like when AEW started, I wasn't the biggest fan. Like they were just putting up a bunch of T-shirts, and I'm like, okay, but I need the wrestling. Like give me the wrestling. She wasn't. And then like I'll see where this goes. But like it's it's been so great. And every Wednesday that I watch. I'm like so entertained and I feel like I have to watch it. Like, I I don't know. I just love it so much. And Teddy sees me love it every, more and more every week. So I'm just, I'm here for it. I think they're going to do great things. Oh, for sure. Um, I think everyone that's there is just so good. 
like everything that they do, like even you know, just marketing wise, they're they're so smart about what they do. So I think that AEW is gonna be up there. They have their flaws, one hundred percent. Of course. No, yeah, for sure. They just started. Um, but and look at everything that they have already that they just started. Remember no, when, yeah, of when course. We were at C two E two. They had bags that they gave to everybody. Yeah. Because they were like, all right, everyone needs to know. AEW Dynamite is on Wednesday nights, and they were one of the first tables that you saw. And the commercials that they have are just playing nonstop. Yeah, it's just crazy. No, yeah, it's true. I just want to say they do have their flaws. Look at that TNT Championship. <laughs> I hope someone grabs that like a laundry place and just throws it in the fucking trash because it's not done yet, restaurant. We got Corona. Look at look at look at you look at you defending AEW when you were like, listen, you guys, you're just a t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> I love all wrestling. I've been a uh, yeah. What I like to like push on like the friends of the show, the people that listen to 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 Lucha Outsiders, just just because you like WWE doesn't mean you can not like AEW or Ring of Honor or MLW or Impact or NWA or the Indies. You could like all of it. There's no like rule or law that says, listen, if you like one wrestling company, you have to hate the other one. And I think. Us as yeah. wrestling fans, it's like a level of entitlement. It's a level of like trying to tr- trash talk because someone else doesn't like what you like. Like we're all uh-huh. different, you know. Some people might like AEW because it it's it just feels a little bit more edgier, right? Some people might like WWE because they're more into like the the superstar aspect of it. There's different reasons why we like the product, and when it comes to AEW, I love it. I love AEW. They do have their flaws. The TNT Championship is horrendous. <laughs> I, I think I, I think Tony Khan needs to get off Twitter. You don't have to address the trolls. Oh my god! Tony Khan's biggest pr- like, do you see Vince McMahon jumping on Twitter and like Look, reacting this, this to criticism? Is, oh this is this is where I defend Tony Khan. I'm sorry, Mario. I had to interrupt you a little bit. This is where I defend him. Look. It gets him. It's it get him, it gets him places. He's defending his product, what he started. You know what I mean? And no, Vince McMahon is not on Twitter. But Vince McMahon is like a hundred and five years old. Why the fuck would he be on Twitter? But I don't know. I did, I I think he's fine. Look, I love me someone that defends what they love, and he loves his product that he legit started himself okay the only problem that i have with it is like all right they were winning in ratings all right cool tony khan did not say anything tony khan was like yeah we have these great matches coming up and yeah we're doing this and next thing you know they lost the ratings twice a week you know two weeks in a row and then tony khan's like well it's okay that we didn't win in ratings because we won the demographic and it's like tony khan shut up like you don't need to say anything like you're you own the whole company like you don't need to like prove yourself. Tony Khan is the president of this company. He doesn't need to respond to anybody, especially some trolls. And the same with Chris Jericho. This guy's a veteran. While I ca- <laughs> while I, I give I give him a slight and just a little little slight pass because Jericho's a heel, so he's supposed to talk shit, right? But when yeah. it comes to Tony Khan, you're the president of the company. You know what Tony Khan came at, like him trying to make excuses. Oh, we're number seven, and you know we still won the demographic or whatever. You know what he kind of sounded like? You guys are Latinos. You know who Jorge Ramos is? 
Okay, I don't know if you know where I'm going to go with this, but when Donald Trump won the election, right, he was, like, looking at the map, and he was still making excuses, like, oh, but Hillary technically wanted, like, this, and he kept on, like, making excuses, like, oh, well, Hillary, if you flip this cut, if this state upside down, and you just look at this area, Hillary's still willing, <laughs> like, that's kind of what Tony Khan sounded like, kind of making excuses, and it's like, who cares, like, who cares what the ratings, because overall, if you look at both ratings, right, they're necessarily not that good, it's, it's only... Like a little over a million people watching wrestling compared to how it was in the nineties, it was like right. triple quadruple that. So like nobody should really be proud of these ratings, like logistically, right? Yeah. I just think Tony should he he's he's better than that. Tony's a president of this company. Who gives yeah, a shit Tony, about the trolls? Like Tony's a whole boss. Chris right. Jericho is a wrestler. Chris Jericho, you could go and talk shit all day on Twitter, and, but I'm like Tony Khan, you got to be like up there, right? Higher than me. Man, like. Tony Tony Khan is the president of, the, of this company, right? He needs to he needs to be that. He needs to not be on Twitter. You know the stigma that people try the, the AEW haters that give Tony Khan like call him a money mark when he's like saying things like that when he's responding to that and then like kind of marking out to CM Punk when CM Punk oh my God. like it doesn't it doesn't give Tony Khan a good look and that's why pe people that the AEW haters that like to attack Tony, he's kind of giving them ammo to do that. Tony Khan needs to stay off Twitter. That's just my opinion. Look, Tony Khan has millions and millions of dollars. I doubt he really gives a shit when people do that, when people give him so much shit. But at the same time, he's going on Twitter defending his company. I don't know. I really don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm with him, Tony Khan, if you're listening. But I'm going to hire me. If it was like Triple H defending the company, you don't think every, every, like, a lot of AEW people would be like, yeah, they, oh, well, this is... They would, and I defend Triple H, too, because I don't know. We're in the time where social media is everything. Social media is everything, especially like us wrestling fans. We're all we're all over Twitter, so not I don't me. Know. I really don't. <laughs> not me. I have I have no I I have no interest on Twitter whatsoever. I just have that's, that's true. When you're at that caliber, and this goes for anybody: Triple H, Stephanie, uh, Tony Khan, uh, Don Callis, and Impact, Court Bauer, all these guys that are running these companies, right? Stay with that you don't have to address some fucking troll that's fucking drools on his bed every fucking night and shit you don't have to you don't have to address these people you don't hey i draw <laughs> yeah but you're not one of these people attacking tony khan are you that's true no i don't i don't attack anyone actually um yeah i don't know i see where you guys are coming from be more professional tony khan but i'm like hey tony khan have fun do what you gotta do to defend the company that you started tony khan <laughs> Teddy's like, I bleed AEW. <laughs> I bleed Tony Khan. Tony Khan mark out there, okay? <laughs> by the way, Tony Khan owes me a check. I need to get paid. I need to get they paid by true. Tony. Tony, yeah, if you're listening to this paid. podcast and you listening to Rush Friend Teddy defend you, don't forget, you owe me a check, okay? <laughs> He's going to pretend that he didn't hear your part. He's like, oh, no, I stopped listening when Teddy stopped talking, so I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> so so moving forward with COVID, whenever COVID is over, not necessarily Chicago, but uh, let's just talk about this country overall. When do you think, like, WWE, AEW, Impact, and these companies that have TV deals, when do you think... If you had to guess, when do you think they'll start bringing live audience again? You know, like legit live audience, not like the slapdicks in Florida, those stupid NXT fans that don't even bathe. I'm not talking about those people. <laughs> um, I think before the end of the year, for sure, just because these guys are money hungry. Mm -hmm. 
I think before the end of the year, they're going to have audience, an yeah. audience in their shows. Well, like, the rumor is, like, that by, what, August? September, August, they're, like, trying to have people, but I honestly don't know. We don't want that as people that are, we are taking precautions. We don't mind not going to a show until next year, but obviously them, like, I don't know Vince McMahon, I don't know all these people that want audience in their shows, they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it, for sure. I would, man. I don't know. I think 2021, that's the year when everyone's going to start, like, officially doing things. Because uh, that's, you know, re- conscious are being rescheduled to, like, next year. Right. Movies are coming out till next year. Right. And, and I don't know, it's going to be so risky. Like, September, oh, yeah. seeing, like, 50% of people back. I don't even think we're going to have a good Halloween this year just because... Oh, no, Halloween. Oh, hold on, hold on, Teddy. Teddy, you expecting, you expecting a Halloween? You know what I got for you. No, that's why I'm <laughs> saying that we're not going to have a Halloween this year. We're Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's all done. Grand opening, grand closing. It's done for 2020. But you know what's the difference between Halloween, Thanksgiving, and, and Christmas is that Halloween, people have to go out and ask for candy. The... I'm pretty sure our states, like our, our mayors, our governors are going to be like, no, that's not going to happen. If we find out you're giving out candy, I don't know. But for Thanksgiving and Christmas, no one can stop families from visiting each other. But also the snow. I think the weather's going to play a huge part in like this whole COVID thing because people are going to be at home. And if you're stuck because of the snow, you're not going to be going out shopping and going out to restaurants. and Really? You have home. lots of high hopes for people. Like, <laughs> people are going to be out there. Respirant, but like snowstorms, you know how it gets here. Yeah, but then you know how people are everywhere anyway you, at the mall when there's a snowstorm. You know what I was just here. thinking, and I and I'm I'm being a Sam here, so I'm being a little bit optimistic, which is <laughs> which, which is something I don't do. But you mentioned Halloween, and now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Halloween won't be canceled. Cause think about it, you wear mask anyway on Halloween. Yeah, but you social distance, you right? Get, you have to go to people's houses. And get candy. No, I have children. What they do is like it's like go. it's like they throw the candy at you. You gotta play catch. So you gotta, <laughs> like that. They throw. They throw. Like, the, All right, open your bag. <laughs> be like, oh, you know, you. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll come up with some new gimmick for Halloween this year. Who knows? Oh man, I've just lost hope for this year. Honestly, oh no, me too. Oh, twenty twenty is over. People are gonna be like. They're going to talk about 2019 and then 2021. 2020, nobody's ever going to talk about. Nobody's ever going to talk about 2020. That's so true. I think I think we're going to get wrestling shows when it comes to, not like independent shows, because obviously like out here, we're going to get GCW in Atlantic City. but And then there's like some other independent promotions still running, like open venue like shows and stuff. But when it comes to like these big companies, I don't see fans really being at these venues. Me personally... Until 2021, early 2021. And I could be wrong with that. Who knows? We, we just don't know how this COVID's going to, you know, progress. Yeah. Yeah. We honestly don't know how it's going to play out. We're, we're taking this like day by day because, you know, everything's happening. And Florida's different than New Jersey than California than Chicago. Yeah. Like, it's uh, uh, listen, Flo- handling it. So Florida like, shouldn't even be part of the conversation because they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They're, Florida and Arizona, oh my god, they're not following the rules. If anything, they'll probably be the first ones that really have live attendance. Oh no, yeah. Because they don't that. care. I definitely believe that. They, they just don't they care. Don't. They, they're willing to they're willing to get COVID. They're willing for all that shit. They don't care. I think Florida needs to be its own country. <laughs> I, I agree. Close to put ad borders and close it. Like, like if there's a way to get... There. Like get the island of Puerto Rico in that Florida spot and just put Florida somewhere else in the ocean. Yes. Like let's just do yes. that. Well, guys, thank you for being on the show. I love you guys. Oh, thank you for having us. Oh. 
You guys are awesome sauce. <laughs> Sorry, she's been a little dramatic, but thank you for having us, Mario. We always love talking to you, especially about wrestling. Yeah, Mario, we, we told you this when you came, but like, we started watching Lucha Outsiders really early into like Rust Friends, and you guys would be like our news source. We'd be mm-hmm. like, oh man, did you hear what happened? Lucha Outsiders did this, um, and you know, they talked about this. So when you guys, when we started interacting with each other, I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy that like this established group of guys is like not only being supportive, but like that they're so cool and they're like honest and they're talking with us. And like, you guys are like people that we really look up to and that we love a lot. So the fact that you guys have just like, been supportive is crazy yeah and let me say something mario it's probably gonna hurt your feelings please don't cry but we thought at first not that sam isn't cool sam is cool as fuck i love sam i love him i love his wife brie but i thought sam in the beginning we thought he was our favorite because we didn't really talk to you much right you were just like you were supportive and you know sharing our stuff on lucha outsiders but we didn't talk like that right so yeah we would like communicate we would communicate with sam more so i was like okay i think sam is gonna sam sam listen the thing with when it comes to sam and i right because leo doesn't really go to shows like that like he does occasionally but it's usually sam and i that go to shows sam's more of a people person not saying that i can't talk to someone but like if i talk to you it's because like i think you're cool and like i could have like a a normal conversation with you Sam right. will just talk to whoever, and I'm like, why are you fucking talking to that jerk off? <laughs> Sam's very Sam's very happy and friendly, while me, I'm kind of a little bit more standoffish, and if I find you annoying, I'm going to walk away. Like, I don't care. And, and we could tell, which is why we thought when we met you, we thought you were either going to uh, sit us up, or you just weren't going to like us. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you did say it for a little bit, that you would have been like, alright, this is enough. <laughs> right, like, yeah, I don't like them or sometimes something. sometimes Teddy and I, or like, mostly me, like, we're a lot. <laughs> No, you got. Listen, I love you guys. I, I told you guys in the beginning of the episode, you guys are my kids, my little siblings. So, any way I could support you guys and have your brand grow even more, I'm here. I'm here. You know, the Lucha Outsiders are here as a unit. Oh, Mario knows he's like the number one rest friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm the Orange Cassidy to your Trent and Chucky e. T. Oh, my God. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. I've never related to anything so much. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's true. So I love that. Uh, do you guys have any plugs or anything that you want to uh, tell the people that you guys are working on where they can find you guys? Well, we have um, a podcast coming out every other week, and you can find that on iTunes and on Spotify, and that's the Rest Friends podcast. And we try, we're going to try to have a little bit more videos. You know, things are settling down here in Illinois, so Teddy and I are going to start to put out more content. We're going to start having videos on Wednesdays recapping NXT and AEW. So that's really exciting for us. You know, it's going to be like a, a different side, of, a little more professional side of Rest Friends, and that's going to be on YouTube. Yeah. So just search us up, you know, Rest Friends, and subscribe because, you know, Teddy and I, I think, I think we're pretty cool. And I think we give a, a different side of wrestling, um, you know, a little bit more cheese, a little sazon in there. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the female's point of view, and I think it's it's different. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You agree? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Obviously, the sazon and adobo ain't from Goya anymore. Just saying. Oh God! <laughs> no, you know what? Honestly, they didn't even use that. Sazon. There's one sazon. I don't even know if it's sazon or adobo. Actually, 
What's the difference between Sazon and Ajalón? You know what? You know what I find funny. You know what I find funny. I'm not saying you guys at all, but like now that like the whole Goya thing happened or whatever, right? People are like, "Well, I don't even like your products anyway." You know, everybody's coming. Every, everybody's coming out like trying to like act like I don't even like your products anyway. You know, like they no. didn't have nine bottles of Sazon. It's gonna be tough for me because that one um, Sazon or Adobo or whatever that I use for my rice. It's what makes my rice my rice. Yeah. Literally, I put it on Instagram and everywhere well, I we'll, make this we'll rice. Figure out a new, so a new recipe. I gotta figure we'll it out. Yeah. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe what you could do is just put like a big ass tape on the Goya logo and just put like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's act like it's like not even from them. You know what? I'm just going to open up all the little packets because they're little pack paper packets. I'm just going to open them up and just pour them in the bottle. And no one has to know that they're from Goya. Right, right, right. No, no, no. That's homemade. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. It's a secret recipe. All right. Thank you guys so much for doing the podcast. And hopefully we'll have you guys back on with the old man Leo and Sammy Suplex at some point. Oh, man. That would be crazy. I'm that so excited. So awesome. That's going to be a huge episode. People are going to be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. For Teddy, already in the restaurants, I'm your truly Mr. Rated R. Keep it rated R and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night. Bang.